0: don't normally post so frequently but I felt really drawn today to speak about the new moon eclipse and some of its energies. There's always more to it but this is what came through for today and I thought that I would share. So, enjoy! Okay, I wanted to talk about the upcoming eclipse. First of all, eclipses are my absolute favorite. And the reason why, I think, is because it's completely faded. And I think the reason why I love that so much is because there's so much part of the world that, and our lives and everything that we are constantly trying to control, that we are constantly trying to navigate with our own expectations on. And eclipses come and just pulverize that. It is that point, that swift kick in the butt that we need that reminds us where we've gone off course. And that is a part of life, that is a part of being human, that is a part of this whole entire journey. But if we don't have those moments that bring us back to our purpose, to our destiny, to our fate, then we're forever just fumbling down a path. And trying desperately to gain control and wrestling against ourselves, basically. And not really getting anywhere. So I absolutely love eclipses because of that. It's just a reminder that we can do all the things we want. But if we're not in alignment, we will get a swift kick in the butt, basically. It's also the reminder that we are always divinely guided. It doesn't mean we can't make our choices or mess up or get off course. It just means that we are guided back in whatever way is necessary, depending on the circumstances. So, this eclipse is in 10 degrees Taurus and hexagram 24, if you are a human designer, gene key follower. And it seriously is the swift kick we truly need after the utter fuckery of the pandemic. So some basics. Taurus is ruled by Venus. It's an earth sign. It's the bull and it symbolizes wealth, power, and courage. If we look at the mythology, the bull was considered a symbolism of royalty and nobility. So in astrology, we see that it its association with earth and venus make it a symbol for our wealth possession senses and the human body which is the richest and most symbolic representation of material possession it's the only thing we truly possess in this life is the vessel of our body and how we treat this vessel is our truest wealth we do not possess this vessel forever There is a time limit of the gift of this vessel that we possess. And I think that is a really big and deep lesson that we need to learn. Time is precious. And though time is nothing but an illusion, it's an illusion here on this earth and in this journey. It's an illusion for our soul, but it's not an illusion for this vessel. This vessel does actually have a time limit. And we need to tap into the preciousness of that time limit with our most beautiful, abundant possession that we own for a period of time. During the eclipse, the question arises, what are we doing to truly gain wealth within your body? Where are you selling yourself short? Where are you settling or being stubborn and failing to truly see what gifts are being laid before you? We have a very hard time with seeing the gifts of experiences in our life because we only associate a gift with joy, with pleasure. We fail to see the gifts in pain, we fail to see the gifts in despair. And in that we do miss a lot of gifts. When it comes to wealth we must, here we go again with me fumbling with my words, we must merge the heart and the mind in order to truly be wealthy. You can have all the possessions, the riches, and opportunities in the world, but as we see time and time again, if your heart is not the guiding force, none of it matters. How many people are rich beyond belief And still searching for their heart. Still not satisfied. Still in despair. Thinking that the riches were going to fill the despair with joy and pleasure. When there is nothing that you can fill despair with. All you can do is traverse it. Be in the experience and find the gift. So Venus is always reminding us of our hearts where we feel love, where we want love and where we embody love and look for love. In Taurus, it's about the senses, the body and the wealth we can create on this earthly plane. This includes money. Money here is a way of living through the heart and receiving abundantly what we work into and where we focus our energy. It's an exchange with the universe that our time, energy, vitality and strength is rewarded by monetary gains. So it's Taurus, in the zodiac, is the farmer. It's cultivating the land. It's here to do the work and to reap the harvest. And so, in doing so, the farmer is paid for its hard work. Right? It receives a monetary gain for all its hard work out in the fields. And Taurus is that energy of indulging in the pleasure in the senses of that monetary gain because it's worked so hard to receive. It's used its brute force, like bodily force, meaning like work materialistic materially to gain. However, the price is always heavy when the heart doesn't lead the way. So again, we get back into the lesson of It's not just about the monetary gain if the heart is not involved. Venus is also reminding us of our values and what we place value on and the value we hold for ourselves. Here is where we hold our self-worth and it's held deep in the body. It's not about the body's image, though Taurus the bulb does represent this as well, but the value you hold deep inside of you, inside of your body. Here is where we are reminded that the body holds the wisdom we seek. The mind is always playing tricks on us and perceiving the sensations of our body from a story. And we must ask ourselves, is the story true? Has the mind played a story through its fears and survival tactics or the truth of the situation? What do you place value on? Is this your own values or the values of others? Do you truly value yourself? How much are you embracing the human experience? That's the thing with Taurus is it's deeply human. And so here we're reminded that in this deacon of Taurus, in the tenth degree, is ruled by Venus, Moon, and the, Merc- and, wow, and the Mercury, wow, and Mercury. So the mind is at play here, along with the moon, which is our feelings, and then Venus, our values, etc. So all of those are combined in this Taurus energy. And it's important to merge them all. So in mythology, the star associated with this degree of Taurus is the Beta Triangulum, which is part of the Northern Triangulum constellation. It's the constellation in the shape of a triangle. So there's two triangle constellations in the sky. Southern Triangle, which is masculine star represented by three patriarchs. And then the northern triangle represented by the three goddesses. So the constellation was put in the sky by Demeter for her daughter, Persephone. It represents three goddesses, Demeter, Persephone, and Hecate. And if we remember the mythology, when Persephone was kidnapped by Hades, Demeter searched high and low and eventually ran into great mourning and a great winter came and humans died because there was no food. They could not reap the harvest. Hecate found Demeter and told her where Persephone was. Which began Demeanor's negotiations to bring her back. So, in the in these goddesses, we have the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Hecate alone represent represents a triple goddess. So, I want to remind you here that when Demeanor is involved, or Sares, which is the um, would be the astlo- asteroid astrologically represented here, would be Sares. So, when We are looking at that. We are looking at the deep grief. That Demeter, the mother, felt by the loss of her child. And the smothering. The constant search. The unable to go on. The smothering. Through love. That was there. So in this myth, there is some questions there's always a few different versions of the mythology there's the actual mythology which I like to stick to but then there's the actual perceptions of that mythology and so a lot of perception is that Persephone was smothered and that she wasn't necessarily kidnapped but she enticed Hades to come and rescue her from the smothering of her mother so it's just something to think about think about the symbolism of a triangle triangle is a symbolism of enlightenment revelation and a higher perspective it's often used to map the cycle of growth as we rise into a higher consciousness and connect to a higher energy it's connected to the number three which holds the energy of growth and is associated with many religions and spiritual practices so it symbolizes the mind body and spirit and what unifies the three It's the number of the innate cycle of life through birth life and death and it's reminding us that we are always in a cycle and nothing stays the same forever so embrace the cycle and grow into the highest version of yourself which you cannot do if you are not embracing each phase of the cycle so we must look at the numbers that come before which are one and so this is the beginning the awakening the breath and the force to move forward right and then two is the opening to others, to our intuition, to what is held beyond the force if we open ourselves up. And three brings them together to form the cycle of life and the cycle of ourselves. So wisdom comes in through the three, through the conscious light of God, and we are fully formed. So the hexagram in human design and G's keys that this 10 degrees of Taurus lands on is 24. 24 which is the hexagram of realization, rationalization. However, realization is probably a better term, but rationalization is the actual term. And it's located in the Ajna Chakra. It's the point where we realize that we are repeating old patterns, settling out of comfort, and it's a part of the knowing circuit. In its shadow form, it's the shadow of addiction where we rationalize our own bad behaviors or the behaviors of our loved ones. It's the inability to resolve the deeper repetitive problems in our lives, which is ultimately our minds and all the bullshit we've been fed by others since the moment we came into this world. The survival mode we had to live in to protect ourselves when we were too young, even though we knew better, but we didn't have the guidance, the protection and the support we truly needed. The fear and survival-based aspects of our mind are dominant as we fail to enrich and enliven and awaken to the wisdom of our body. Remember, addiction is the opposite of connection. So, th- there. We, from the moment we are born, are made for connection. However, From the moment we are born, we are brought into this cycle of repeated patterns of our genetics, of our circumstances, of our life, right? And not once during that are we taught... To embrace each experience. But not only that. We are not. Able to completely thrive. Because of the bullshit. We are subjected to. And what I mean by that is. There is deep trauma. That we are. Subjected to. At times. Because we were not. Protected. Sometimes by the very people that we needed to protect us. So like parents. I'm just going to, this might be triggering for some, so I'll just give a warning. I am going to mention abuse and sexual abuse. So we think about, it's not just about poverty because there's that too. There is being born into poverty, which essentially puts you into survival mode. You just need to survive, but there's also... Abuse and sexual abuse, and nobody there to protect you, and how much you lose of yourself when that happens, and how much the cycle of addiction starts then. Because feeling that, feeling that innocence stolen from you feeling that complete obliteration of protection destroyed it affects you so deeply that addiction is the only way to survive and addiction is, I'm not just talking about addiction in the sense of drugs and alcohol I'm talking about addiction in general the things that we do repeatedly to try and keep ourselves safe that are not allowing us to move into a higher version of ourselves, into our destiny, into our purpose, etc. The 24th hexagram, it brings us into the rational mind, giving us the opportunity to see where we've been repeating the same cycle over and over, hoping for a new result, but still sitting in the same feelings that we are trying to escape from. The gift of this hexagram is Invention. It's Invention of the new that comes from seeing beyond the fear and into the unknown. The unknown is scary in itself. The unknown sometimes is more fearful than the addiction, than the cycle, than the repetition. Because when we came into this world and we didn't know, we were subjected to these things that made us feel unsafe and that cultivated these patterns. So the unknown feels like the beginning of that same pain, despair, and suffering. It's a fearful place because what if we feel that pain again? What if we are brought there again? So it's easier, sorry I'm getting emotional, it's easier to stay in that repetition and not have to feel that pain. So I just want to say one thing when I'm speaking of addiction, and I mean addiction in all its forms. Again, I'm not speaking of one singular perspective of addiction. Do you want to know that the biggest addiction that humans have is actually speaking? Speaking. Seriously, we never shut up. We're always talking. We are constantly sharing absolutely everything with everyone Trying desperately to be understood, trying desperately to get our stories out and desperately to be heard because all of our trauma was centered around not being heard, not being understood, and nobody protecting us in all its different forms. Right? The trauma that you suffered has some sort of basis in there, it has some sort of basis in disconnection. And we are trying to connect through our speech. We are constantly sharing everything with everyone. We were never taught emotional speech or language. So we're often getting crushed down into the cycle of drama, stress, stories, gossip, and superficial BS, instead of truly hearing someone's soul. The soul is heard in silence, in expression, and in feeling. So the gift of the hexagram leads to silence we achieve this by alchemizing the shadow into invention so here's where begin begin to see the patterns and repetition and see beyond them into the great inventions of ourselves this hexagram piece is part of the ring of life and death reminding us the cycle of things the mind's tendency to think in circles and loop and loop the heart of addiction and it requires us to use creatively the moments we receive the gap of light being shown to us the moments of rationalization or realization of the repetition and choose content consciously to invent another way to disrupt the cycle and invent a totally new way of living so again this is me not just speaking of addiction somebody who is in the deep throes of addiction that gap of realization rationalization those gaps are tiny they are minuscule and though they happen often being deep in that cycle it is very hard to grasp the creative invention or the invention or the insight attained from that gap. And if you've ever been in the life of someone with addiction or you've ever suffered from addiction then you know what I'm talking about. It is not an easy thing. I'm talking about it now and my speech might convey that it is easy to just grab onto that gap and invent but it is not. The throes of addiction are deep. They are gut-wrenching. They are soul churning. They are the complete and total numbness and escape from the depths of despair and pain because feeling that in our body and being in our body is that unsafe so i just want to throw that out there it's not an easy feat i might speak these words and make it sound like it's easier make you think that i think that it's easy but it's not addiction has been around me my whole entire life and it is not easy to escape to just work through so I'm not minimizing it here at all I just want to make sure that I am letting you know to reach true mastery of this hexagram we must master silence the wisdom that silence offers is infinite again I am going to go back to the throes of addiction here and being in silence is a very unsafe feeling It requires you, and it pulls you into the body, into yourself. It's the mind's quieting, so all you're left with is feeling. That's it. And in the throes and depths of addiction, that is very unsafe feeling. In your everyday life, as you try to escape these repetitive patterns, dipping into silence, it happens when thinking ceases. The wisdom is infinite. When we escape the constant chatter of thought and we are freed from the addiction, we learn to be silent. We learn to share only our true nature. And silence is scary because we lose our identity. It's beyond our thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and words. Silence just simply is. And here's the thing. We identify with so much of our thoughts, our beliefs, our values, everything. They shape who we think we are. And when we dip into silence and all of that falls away. And we are no longer prisoners to that addiction of those beliefs We lose the identity of that self. We gain the identity of our true nature. Right? And I'm a firm believer in like we are nothing but a piece of consciousness here on this earth. A piece of consciousness among consciousness traversing the earth in a vessel gifted to us. To endure the cycles of this journey to embrace the cycles to experience the cycles to gain wisdom by hearing the wisdom that we came here with which can't be heard until we're in silence so getting back to that true nature I getting back to the soul getting back to that peace Of yourself that was first brought here. So when silence truly permeates your being. There is no turning back. You move beyond the repetitive speech on trying to be heard. And never being understood. To never needing to be heard or understood. Because life is you. You are life. And it all moves through you once you learn to feel. And learning to feel. Is learning to feel it all. We don't just get to pick the good. There is really no good or bad, but we don't just get to pick the stuff that we feel is as good. It's about feeling it all. There's no judgment, there's no label, there's no anything placed on it. It's simply, if you were to take away the language of Pain and the language of joy and allow them to be felt in your body without that label if you didn't know what it was if you didn't know that it was pain and if you didn't know that joy was joy would you be able to identify whether it was good or bad or would it simply be a feeling coursing through your body Simply be a feeling within you that arises and falls, that moves up and through. Neverlasting. Constantly in movement. So eclipses are all about destiny. It's the north node and the south nodes of fate. So it's our true purpose on this earth that we must fulfill. However, it feels like a challenge to dip into that north node, right? Right? The South Node is our past, our past life, what we feel comfortable in. It's the gift of this life of energy we can utilize to fulfill our purpose and destiny. But we also can't get trapped in the comfort and settle for the familiar. We're here to transcend, to utilize the energy from our past to transcend into the fulfillment of our destiny in this life, which is different. We've lived other lives. We've done other things. We've been Other energy. This is a different focus. And when we focus on the North Node, we focus on an energy that we're unfamiliar with. Again, we get into the feeling of the unknown. It feels uncomfortable. The North Node is what we're moving into. It's the energy we must embody and are pushed towards, but we find it difficult. We struggle with it. It feels like a challenge. So in your chart, it's helpful to look at the sign, but even more closely, look at the house that it is in. It will tell you the focus you must work towards, whereas the sign is the energy it shines through and how. Okay? So, this eclipse is a solar eclipse, meaning it is aligned with the new moon and the north node. So, this eclipse is all about our destiny. It's all about what we're moving towards and what we need to focus on to fulfill our destiny. So eclipse energy, it's big, it's faded. And it's not something I recommend trying to set intentions with only because we need wake-ups, reminders, and pushes in life to help us down our path. We get off course, we get stuck, we make mistakes, and we must learn and grow from each experience. But we do so when we stop trying to control and force and learn to be with the experience of our lives and all that they have to offer. In saying that as well, when we set intentions, we set intentions, Not necessarily for what we need, but for what we want, right? This is what we want. And that's where we set our intention from. And when we want something, we place this expectation on how it's going to be delivered to us. North nodes do not care. Eclipses do not care. This is your destiny. What you might want might not be what you need. And so when you set intentions and they come out in this totally chaotic way and obliterate things around you you're like what the heck and I always find that there is like this piece of like almost doubt that you have within yourself and maybe your manifestation skills or whatever you want to call them I actually hate the word manifestation but whatever but there's this like distrust that we almost get in ourselves because of that and so that's why I say don't work Against the eclipse, just work with it. Feel the energy. Listen to the energy when it's explained to you, when you get these types of things and you come across them, and work with that. Ask yourself the questions and work with that. What is holding me back from achieving my destiny? So the nodes stay in a sign for about eight months, and we're beginning a new nodal cycle. So the nodes moved into Taurus and Scorpio, right? We were in Gemini and Sagittarius, and now they've moved into Taurus and Scorpio. So with the north node is in Taurus and the south node is in Scorpio. So we're truly being asked to release ourselves from our past trauma, our stories, our addictions and all the things we bury deep down and get lost in, in order to truly become the sensual and whole beings we truly are. The tough part is we're addicted to the comfort of our own bullshit. As much as it's holding us back, the fear of the unknown is greater than the familiar suffering of the known. So I also want to say like the comfort of our own bullshit. So the full moon in Libra really offered us a big glimpse as it was the first full moon of the astrological new year, right? So it really offered us a glimpse of the challenges that we are going to face all throughout 2022, which is essentially how much we fucking lie to ourselves consistently. And how we can utilize the astrological events, the moons and stuff like that as a mirror to ourselves. We often don't even realize how much we lie to ourselves. I had a really big revelation about how much in life I had been settling and convincing myself that I was happy when I wasn't you can listen to that in the other post I'm not going to get into it because again we're going to stay on subject here on this part here but if you want to listen to um, the other episode I kind of get into that and everything that I experienced and everything that went on Um, so yeah hexagram 43 is associated with the area of the south node so with Scorpio and it's the shadow of deafness so here the fear of rejection ones runs, runs really high. We must be able to listen to the deep messages of the soul without falling into the abyss of the mind. The 43 is also in the ajna chakra. It's also in the mind. It's also being led to the depths of of the mind. But here the mind connects to the heart. Here we fear opening our hearts to the unknown for fear of rejection. What if we get hurt? But deeper than that, as we are in Scorpio territory, it's the ni- mind's need for change only for it to be denied. And why? Because you're trying to force it without truly listening. So Scorpio craves transformation to the point of constant re-trauma- re-traumatizing itself in hopes for a breakthrough that will end its innate suffering. I will say Scorpio energy is really, when it's in its lower form, it is, it gets really stuck in its own suffering. And it's the cause of its own suffering, but it fails to see this. Right? Scorpio is one causing its own suffering. It's addiction to needing to know and trying to not feel that keeps that cycle alive. Change is inevitable, but it cannot be forced. Pain is inevitable, but we do not need to suffer. The sooner we take this into account, the sooner we see what needs to be let go of. Right? So the sooner that we let go of forcing something to happen... Right? Because with that Pluto, that Scorpion energy, there is force and there's power. But it's the utilization of that power. Right, So the utilization of that power to force transformation is not going to work. Especially when you're forcing it just to end the suffering that you yourself are causing. Because you don't want to feel what it is that you need to feel. We don't have to have all the answers and we don't need to constantly be doing in order to be of value to the world. As soon as we embrace the silence and truly hear the message of our soul, we dance in the delight of our destiny and we speak our wisdom into the world. So here is when we start to not give a shit, pardon my French, about being understood It doesn't matter. We are speaking from the heart. and We are speaking from the wisdom. And that is all that we are doing. Those who understand, understand. And those who don't, do not. There is no need. We just dance in the delight. So the higher consciousness that we hear so much speak of is not achieved through anything other than aligning to our soul's purpose. There is no amount of yoga filtered water or social media posts at a waterfall that is going to achieve that it's achieved by living by being fully in your body and in the experience of life itself no matter what that experience is so that's another thing you don't have to chase waterfalls and travel the world in order to have experiences experiences are constantly taking place within your life and when you disclude minuscule experiences and only try to look for those big grasping monumental ones because that's what you think that you need in order to feel you miss all of it that again is sitting in the deafness right it's inviting gratitude for the pain and the pleasure both axes. It's in seeing the value of yourself free of the monetary and the activity. It's speaking from the soul and not the drama of others. And it's in being with yourself in the silence and truly listening to the wisdom from within. It's in dropping the need to be understood and accepting the gift of being misunderstood. You're going to be misunderstood. Not everybody is ready to hear the message that you have, is ready to hear the wisdom that you're offering. And that is okay. There's no forcing it upon anyone. They will receive it when they're meant to, when they need to, and however it is that they are meant to. So the eclipse is a pivot into the new world we want to create that everyone is always preaching about but it comes through being truly honest with yourself first and dropping away from the comfort old patterns and mind tricks you've been molded by and living under so one thing i want to say here is there's a lot of talk about like the new earth and the creation of the new earth and unity and all of that and it's funny hearing some of this talk because there's still in the midst of that talk there's still separation there is still judgment there's still people calling people sheep and saying that they're not woke and the second you're doing that and placing yourself on that hierarchy the second you are creating more Divide. In order to have true unity, it's about accepting, radically accepting that everybody is on a different journey and everybody is following a different path, and everybody has the choice to pivot down and align with their destiny or not. Here's the thing, the cosmos offer guidance, but you still don't have to take it. You don't have to listen. You can do whatever you want. Does the universe send you things to hope that you will wake up? Absolutely. Yes. That still doesn't mean that you have to listen. That still, doesn't, like, that still doesn't mean that you can get out of the cycle of addiction. Maybe you don't want to listen and so you continue down the path of addiction. And true unity comes from accepting that. Focusing on your own evolution is felt bigger than trying to force evolution on others. enlightenment all of that once you force you are out of alignment so when working with eclipses I always say ask your questions ask yourself the questions you don't want to hear the answers to because you know it's time to realize and evolve these are questions that you've probably been avoiding asking yourself don't really want to think about they might have come up while you were listening to this ask them ask yourself the questions you don't want the answer to. So some examples, what do you keep repeating that keeps you stuck in a cycle? Where do you place your value? What values are yours and what values were passed on to you from others? How do you value yourself and how is it measured? Where do you speak too much and get caught in drama? What are you trying to make others understand and why where are you seeking outside validation in order to value yourself more there's a big one where do you feel success what does success success look like to you and what if you lost it all what would success be then those are just some examples to try to go with i am going to leave this at that because i've already been talking for 41 minutes and i have a tendency to continue on and ramble I hope that this offers you something, and I hope that you take the messages here and work with them through the eclipse. And I truly hope you have a wonderful new moon eclipse, and I will see you next time. Thank you.